This episode is brought to you by Broad Street Publishing. When Alex and I are praying, we're asking God for ideas. We're asking God, give us the epic idea that will impact the nations. You know, Lord, you're not limited. We are limited. Filmmaker Stephen Kendrick joining us on this episode of the Bold Idea Podcast. Put your faith to work. This is the Bold Idea Podcast with ideas, interviews, and inspiration to bring your bold ideas to life. Here are your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hey, 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 welcome to episode number two already. <laughs> so different than 132. <laughs> yeah, Armin, welcome guests to our program here. This is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. And we're bringing you the Bold Idea Podcast, episode number two. You know, Armin and I were so used to getting into the hundreds of our episode for Reinventure <laughs> Me. It seems kind of strange to start all over again, doesn't it, Armin? It feels good, though. It's, it does. It's a it's, reawakening. It's almost kind of like... You know, I was going to say putting on a fresh pair of underwear, but probably that isn't such a, that's maybe not, not a, such a good place visual. to go. <laughs> that's what I needed to start this podcast off with. Inspiration right. of Larry's underwear. Exactly. Well, we're getting started into the new year and we're having a lot of fun with it. And I hope you've been enjoying our launch week here at the Bold Idea Podcast. And we just have, Armin, you and I know we've got a just a great lineup of guests. That, yeah, it's insane. You know, it's already just amazing, the interviews we've already conducted. And this one, I've just been so excited about because we've had him on the list for a long time. Right. We're talking today to Stephen Kendrick. Stephen is a film producer. You might recognize the name. The Kendrick brothers have produced quite a few pictures from... An initiative that began out of Sherwood Church, and they created Sherwood Pictures in 2002, and now have produced five or six films, including Flywheel, Facing the Giants, Fireproof, Courageous, War Room, and Stephen Kendricks is one of the producers and the screenwriter and, you know, all around just great guy. So we get a chance to listen to him today. That's right. My family are borderline groupies of all their movie productions that they've done. So this is going to be exciting for my family, at least to hear what he has to share. Yeah. Now you weren't able to be on the interview here, but let's, let's dive into it. And then you and I are going to come back right afterwards and chat about what we've heard. Right on. Let's check it out. All right. Well, Stephen, I want to thank you for being on the Bold Idea Podcast. It's a real treat and it's great to see you again. It's been oh, at least a, a couple of years, I think, since we last ran into each other. And I'm just delighted that you agreed to come on our show you, my friend, have had quite a journey with your life since, what, 2001, or when did you guys start Sherwood Pictures? 2002, we, we launched the idea for Sherwood Pictures and started working on Flywheel, but it came out in April of 2003, so it's been a great journey. Gone by fast, though. Yeah, no, so here's a question I'm, I'm dying to know, and, and I, I really want to hear it from kind of the inside picture here. What was it that inspired a church to do this unconventional thing, creating a movie studio. I mean, that's, that's really unconventional and you guys have had a whopping success. I mean, five films now, uh, the latest one through your own production company, I know, but, but you know, when you consider what you guys have done, flywheel facing the giants, fireproof, courageous war room, the last two films topping, well, actually last three films topping over 30 million and, and war room itself over 68 million. I mean, that's a, that's amazing success. And it all started from an idea that was percolating in somebody's mind in this church to say, Hey, why don't we create a film studio? How did that come about? 
It was the Lord, definitely. If you look back, it was the perfect storm of multiple streams, really. My brother and I had grown up in a home where we saw our dad launch a Christian school. Our parents were praying over us that God would use us for his glory. We didn't have a TV for a little while when we were young. And so anytime we got to watch a Disney movie in the theater, it was this big, epic experience for (laughs) us, you know. But I think it was when Alex saw Raiders of a Lost Ark or something in the theater. He was like, I must do this Uh when I get older. How old was he then? He's probably 12. Okay. Something like that, 11 or 12. All right. And you're the younger brother? In the early 80s. And so we went to see, I remember Chariots of Fire. I remember going to see the Billy Graham movie, The Prodigal in the theater. You know, The Hiding Place had come out. There'd been these faith-based movies from the Billy Graham Worldwide Pictures side. And our dad, believe it or not, would rent these projectors and show Disney movies to our church sometimes as like a family popcorn night on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. But it was with the whole projector and he would rent the reels and all that kind of stuff to show you know, Herbie goes bananas or something like that. So, but I remember we grew up and Alex had this love for filmmaking and I didn't know what I wanted to do. We would make these home videos in our backyard, but he had said all along, I want to make Christian movies one day. And so we ended up going into the ministry and then we landed a church that's a praying church with a pastor who's willing to give his staff the freedom to try new things. Mm -hmm. And Michael Catt, is a he's a maverick kind of pastor and he yeah. was like you know what would you do for god and for his glory uh if you could do anything and alex said i want to make christian films one day and so the pastor gave him permission in 2002 to try this idea of making a christian film and we all just kind of jumped off the cliff and we were building our wings on the way down praying that god would somehow help us to get through it so you came up with the idea and you presented it to your pastor and was there any, any thought or talk about, you know, gosh, that's going to require a lot of money and it's a lot of, you know, expertise you don't really have. And you know, all right. those <laughs> obstacles that come up. I mean, how did, how did that sort itself out? Well, yeah, that's right. The checkoff boxes were all X's and not checks. It was like, <laughs> do you have the money? No. Do you have the expertise? No. Ever right. been to film school? No. Have you, <laughs> have you ever been on a Hollywood set before? Not really. Yeah. And so, where are you going to get the actors? Well, we got a whole church full of them, right? Yeah, that's right. Do you have any actors? No. Do you know what you're doing? No. Do you know what a call sheet is? No. Right. And so it's like, okay, then go make it. You know, it's a, it just didn't really make a well, lot of sense. You have to be a maverick to approve that, all right? But that's exactly right. And really, Alex had been bringing it up for a while. And there was the, before we took on the Goliath of a feature film, there was the lion and the bear in the background. We had been making shorts for the church. We had produced a 10-minute funny little video for the church about what goes on behind the scenes with our staff during the week. Alex had produced a little six-minute short about veterans that was very emotionally moving, and people were standing ovation, cheering at the end. And so those kind of little things had, had convinced our pastor and us, maybe we could go a little bit bigger and longer. And so because of the digitalization of media, and it was lowering the cost, we had for $20,000, you know, we were bought and hodgepodge together enough equipment and we shot flywheel on 480p. So that your cell phone is better <laughs> resolution than flywheel. And so that's just, that was the beginning. That's great. That's great. So Stephen, I'm hearing that, you know, you had all, a lot of reasons not to do it, but you, you, you decided, Hey, there's something compelling about this and we're just going to take some small steps. And Alex put together some things that were demonstrating that you had some small wins and something that you could go do something even more 
ambitious with. Absolutely. And one of the things we talk about bold ideas, I'm a believer in starting small and being faithful. Don't mm-hmm. despise small beginnings. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Jobs and Wozniak started off in a, you know, a garage, you know, goofing around with electronics. And so be faithful on the small level and let God bless and then, you know, slowly add and take on bigger things. And so people see these two white guys in Albany, Georgia, making a movie about a black woman's prayer closet, you know, that's released in the theaters, but they don't see that we've been taking baby steps every step of the way, learning to trust God for bigger budgets and and greater things. The learning curve on every film has been so massive because we haven't been to film school. And so just learning to trust the Lord each step of the way. So start small and be faithful and tweak and polish. And then, you know, add, add two more pounds on the bar and mm-hmm. then go from there. You know, mm-hmm. it, it bothers me when I see people, they say, you know, I'm ready to go, go lift the thousand pounds on the bar. And I say, <laughs> all right, show me that you can lift 300 first or right. 500, you know? Right. Well, it's, it sounds kind of familiar. You know, he's faithful and little will be faithful in much, right? So right. add on those little, little things and show your faithfulness there. That's, that's terrific. And, and you're right. I think there's something in our culture. I'd love to hear your comment about this, but I think there's something in our culture that has this expediency built in. You know, there was a, a line from postcards on the edge that I think it went like this. It says instant gratification isn't fast enough. And, and, <laughs> and I think that there's this sense that, you know, we should just be able to arrive right at what we want as right. opposed to seeing the work that it takes to build the skill set to get there. Absolutely. And you go back and read the, I'm reading again about the life of Disney and how he started with tiny cartoons and there was just little baby steps. He's making, he starts making shorts, you know, starts hiring other people and he just grows slowly. And our dad, we noticed he, he launched this Christian school with other people around him, but you can look back over his life and see that God had been preparing him for that. And it was the next step of faith. I mean, it always requires faith to to trust God to go to the next level. Yeah, it's always there. Always is going to be a risk there. But if you look in the rearview mirror and you see that God has been setting the table and preparing you for something, that ought to put wind in your sails. But if you look in the rearview mirror and you see nothing but failure and warning lights, you know, <laughs> then be careful as you take the next steps. Yeah, right. Well, you know, you've looked in the rearview mirror and we just talked a little bit about, you know, five films and something about your journey, but let's, let's go back in time for a minute. I mean, when you were back then and maybe putting out flywheel or maybe even taking that huge next step with facing the giants, right? Cause that was like, that was a big discontinuity from flywheel to facing the giants. Wasn't it? I mean, that was kind of like this big yes. step for you. Um, well, and we, we learned storytelling with Flywheel, but on Facing the Giants, to jump to a $100,000 budget, that just seemed epic to us. We're yeah. thinking, man, that's how much a house costs. Right. You know? <laughs> right. And it's supposed to take us 30 years to pay off the house. How are we going to do that? But yeah. the Lord had provided the 20 on Flywheel, and we started praying. We, we, we followed the George Mueller model of fundraising of get on your knees and ask God to send it. You know, yeah. and so. He did, and that was one of the green lights that he had given us to say, I'm in this, keep moving forward. And we hired a professional crew of five people to come in and help us to, to push ourselves. And so I, I think one of the things that's always been behind the scenes with us is if we're committed to excellence at the level where we are with the resources that we are, then we always need to be trying to improve at every level. So with each film, it's like, okay, 
how can we improve in our writing? How can we improve the acting? How can we improve the music, you know, the cinematography with each film? And we're, we're trying to take that next step with each project to, to honor the Lord even more. Did you guys ever get to the point in any of these films and, and each of these steps along the way? Cause I, I hear what you're saying, like add, keep adding excellence, right. To what you're doing right. and, and stretching yourself with each project. But did you ever get to the point where you guys thought, man, I think we bit off more than we can chew with this one. <laughs> <laughs> really with all of them, we uh-huh. hit that point. <laughs> so it, all of them have been, as I said, a steep learning curve. And so Usually with movies, and again, movies don't want to be made. You know, it, it, you've got, it's like trying to build a, a full-size house out of toothpicks or uh-huh, something. And uh-huh. so you usually hit those huge Everest moments where you're thinking, man, this is a whole lot bigger. And that mountain's a whole lot further away than we thought. And this is costing more money and time and energy than we expected. And then when, the, when, you, when you have the storm, you know, you're in the boat with Jesus and then the storm hits halfway across the lake, you know. It, when you have those moments, you tend to second guess yourself and think, you know, Lord, are you sure we're supposed to do this? And you have the feeling internally to give up and just say, yeah. forget this. I'm ready to bail out, you know, and you got to hang on in those times. I want to ask right down to practical levels about that. If you think about a time that you guys were in that, I love how you put that, that Everest moment where, where it's kind of life or death, right? Are you going to make the summit or are you going to have to descend? Right. What what are some of the things that maybe you've kept coming back to a principle or a a a scripture or some conviction that you had that you kept coming back to to remind each other to take that next step? What what was it that kept you in the game? I think the illustration that I just used of Jesus in the boat with his disciples uh-huh. has been probably number one on the list that he said, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. Uh-huh. And he's in the boat with them. He's at rest but they're panicking. The storm hits and they're all saying, don't you care about us? We're perishing. (laughs) And he stands up and he's like, you know, have I ever let you down? Basically, you know, right. Oh, you have little faith. Like the father's going to allow us to drown that I'm his son, you know, (laughs) for, for this purpose, he sent me into the world to drown in the middle of the (laughs) the sea of Galilee, you know? Yeah. So it's those moments. Our dad used to say in his school years, he said we would have times every year when we would have battles, we'd run out of resources. You know, there'd be some kind of issue with a student we had to kick out of the school or whatever. And he says, it's just kind of par for the course. You know, the battles are part of it and you got to hang on, be not weary and well-doing. And so with Flywheel, we knocked over a hard drive uh, that, that fried two weeks of editing Oh. And we couldn't recover the footage and oh. we were going to release it in the theaters. And we did the math and we did not have enough time to get the movie done. And it was just this, you know, fish or cut bait moment. And we were just like, what are we going to do? You know, and, and with facing the giants, the distribution fell apart and we were sitting there for weeks saying, God, what do we do with this movie that we finished? And now we can't get it to theaters, you know, with, with fireproof, we had one of our cameramen die halfway through the shoot, driving uh-huh. to back to Albany to help us film. Uh-huh. You know, with courageous, we were had heat exhaustion. We had, I mean, there was issues with every film behind the scenes where you hit that moment where this storm comes, and you just everything inside of you and around you is is kind of in a panic. And you, I have to look back to Jesus is in the boat with us. Did he confirm he's with us? Are we on, are we working on a project that he has communicated? I'm with you, do this. So with us, the big issue is 
not are we going to give up during the storms. The big issue is on the front end, is this the boat Jesus wants to, us to get into? Yeah, you know, that's so important. Now, let's talk about the flip side of this. I mean, have you guys ever been in a boat that you weren't supposed to be in? I mean, where you get out there and the storm is basically telling you, you know what, you, you picked the wrong boat and you are supposed to go back to shore. I mean, this is not where you're supposed to be spending your time. Sure. I would say in ministry, you know, having served for 20 years in church ministry, I can tell the difference when it's a God-inspired ministry idea and when it's kind of a man-driven, mm-hmm. you know, ministry idea. Mm-hmm. And so you see you see the disciples bringing certain amounts of fruit, but when the Holy Spirit shows up and they're right in the center of the will of God and they're walking in unity and humility, I mean, the fruitfulness and the power is exploding in those moments. And we saw that in church ministry. Sometimes we'd work on things and we were thinking, you know, that sounded like a good idea, but was was this us asking God to bless our ideas or is this us joining the Lord in his idea? And so with the films, we've asked the Lord, you know, confirm on the front end, is this what you want us to work on? Is this what you want us to focus in on? And so we'll spend months in prayer and we're looking for the God idea, not just the good idea. And we will, when the resources show up, when the door opens, when he confirms it in our hearts and he confirms it in prayer, then this is the direction I want you to go. Like with Fireproof, it was the marriage idea and the love there. With Courageous, it was the fatherhood direction. And with War Room, he, the Lord just kept confirming, I want this to be about prayer, and this is where I want you to go. Yeah. And so we moved forward by faith. I, well, see, I saw that on your website, and I loved it. You gave advice about people who might want to contact you, and you talk about you've got a lot of projects in what you call your prayer incubator. And talk about that for a little bit. What do you do with the projects and how do you, how do you incubate them there? Sure. Well, with each project, when the idea comes, you, you usually get real excited about it for a little while. You mm-hmm. know, this is such a great idea. Let's go chase this mm-hmm. new idea. And if you're a creative person, you may have those epiphany moments that just seem like amazing. Let's drop everything and go, chase this butterfly that flew by us, you know? And so, but when it's of the Lord, God will continue to confirm it. He'll confirm it in his word. He'll confirm it for months. You know, he'll confirm it with resources. He'll confirm it in our hearts and in prayer. And so that's what we've learned to look for because a lot of times a a good idea will die over time. Mm -hmm. And so we've just learned, write that idea down, pray over it, you know, wait on it, but, but don't sell the farm and, 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 chase, you know, chase your, your heart's desire for this moment, because it actually may be the Mexican you had today for lunch, (laughs) rather than the will of God. What I'm hearing from you is, is the whole idea of incubation then is to discern whether you're in love with an idea or just infatuated with it and giving it some time to sort that out. Well, and you talk about the, the prayer incubator, We've learned, put it, put it in your prayer closet, you pray about it, and keep just laying it before the Lord, and spend weeks, months, years praying over it until God says yes or no. So, so let, let's talk about your last one. It, it, your last movie was War Room, and it was on prayer. So right. take us through, you had this concept uh, sitting in the incubation, right, the, that we should right. do a movie on prayer. How did you guys reach that aha moment? Like, okay, this is it. We're, we're confirmed now. What, what did that look like? Well, Alex is the main director and is more of a storyteller than I am. And so it has to be an idea that he feels like is of the Lord. 
because God birthed the whole movie ministry idea in him first. Mm-hmm. When it comes to filmmaking, he wears the alpha male hat. When it comes to discipleship, curriculum, books, and those kind of things, I'll wear the, the alpha male hat uh-huh. in, in those scenarios. And so the first idea for War Room Alex had was of this black couple and the husband's washing his wife's feet while she's eating ice cream. And he told me this idea and we've been praying for months for God to give us an idea. And I was like, I don't know what that is, Alex, but I'm not excited about it. You know? (laughs) So, but then when he, he kept coming back saying, Stephen, I can see this in my head. I believe this is of the Lord. And it's about prayer. It's about that. They've been on this journey about prayer and she has been praying and seen God rescue their marriage from the pit. And she's had this godly elderly lady mentoring her. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd been leading the prayer ministry at our church for years. And so I had all these messages on prayer. I'm passionate about prayer. And so when he when he turned that, you know, added that element of prayer as a part of it, if we can communicate so much about prayer, I started getting excited. God mm-hmm. started resonating with me. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, let's just keep praying about this. And he kept coming back, you know, months later. I still am only seeing more ideas and getting more biblical principles. So we started praying that through, adding scene ideas to it. And then we came to that point where both of us felt like, you know, this is not just a good idea that, you, that you've that you come up with. This is a God idea. Mm-hmm. And God is calling his church to prayer. And we, we need to run with this. And so there was a piece about it. He was confirming it in, in his word. And so we hit that point. It was actually a, a children's camp while we were both sponsors. We just got away from the kids for a few minutes and we sat in the auditorium at a Norman Park Retreat Center in Moultrie, Georgia. And the Lord just gave us this piece and we said, okay, this is it. Let's move forward. Wow. So start to finish his idea about the ice cream and that meeting. How, how long was that? Months, months. Yeah. It could have maybe a year. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know exactly, but, and we've learned be patient in the prayer incubator. You that's know, what, God, that, that's what I'm God hearing gives from you. Joseph a vision when he's what? 18, 17, and it's not fulfilled till he's 30. Yeah. You know, David has the, is anointed king, but then it's years before he, he sits on the throne. And so God may plant in your heart an idea and it will come to fruition in his timing. And so you just keep it in the prayer incubator and you keep praying about it until God says, all right, move forward. This is it. This is the Bold Idea Podcast. Hey, Armin, we know a couple of guys who put together a fantastic resource. That's right. Two of my favorite mentors, Jay Coughlin and best-selling author Larry Julian, just teamed up to write a book about how to get unstuck. Their book, Five Bold Choices, will show you how to rise above your circumstances and redefine your life just like it did with me. Absolutely. You know, that book draws upon an unfortunate event in Jay's life. He made a terrible choice to drive home after drinking a decision that resulted in a car crash that killed his dad. I mean, you and I have heard that story a number of times, and it's such an impactful story of perseverance of Jay going from convicted felon to successful CEO. That's right. Indeed. And you can find that story at fiveboldchoices.com or text choices to 54900 to download a sample now. Now, when all this started back in 2002, did you have any idea where this would go? Was there any thought that, hey, we could be having our own production studio and 
you know, have several films that are number one in the box office. Um, that was not on the radar for me. You know, <laughs> it, to me, it was like, I don't know what God's called me to do, but I know he's called me to be faithful. And so whatever field he has me plowing in, I need to be faithful in that field. And so I had done youth ministry for years. Alex had done college ministry. We were now on staff at Sherwood. Alex is running their television media side, and I'm preaching for the pastor and doing you know young adult discipleship. And so when we shifted to Flywheel, we were just trying to do an outreach for our local community. And uh, we didn't realize that the Lord was in it. And so as God blessed it and expanded that, then that was when we started shifting and, and realizing he wanted us to keep going. Yeah, I love that. It's, you know, what I hear from you is, is really the principle of work the field you've been given, not, not so much worrying about what's over the hill or what's around the, around the corner, but just what's in front of you. Just be faithful to that. Absolutely. Right. And, and God, if you look in Scripture, Proverbs 16 says, we make our plans, but he orders our steps. Psalm 37, same thing. God is ordering the steps of our lives. Acts, Acts 17 says he predetermines where we will live and when we will leave, live there so that we will seek him and find him. You know, mm-hmm. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do specific good works he's prepared beforehand for us to do. So each of us, the Lord is constantly working all things together for good. Who we marry, where we're living, what we're working on. And he can take a, a tent maker and make Paul a missionary to the Gentiles. You know, Jesus is being a carpenter, but it's preparing him to, to take the nails in his hands, you know, or David being a faithful shepherd at home, preparing him to shepherd the people of Israel. We need to be faithful, but trust God's sovereignty in, at the same time. Yeah. Now, I know you probably have a lot of people coming up to you and, and asking advice on a number of different things. So what do you find yourself saying most often to those that come with you, uh, that come to you with a, with a bold idea of their own? Uh, they will say, how do I know this is of God rather than of me? Mm-hmm. I've got this idea, I'm, you know, I'm praying it through. And so I will tell them that they need to discern if it's a good idea or a God idea. And I tell them to go to Colossians 3. It lists multiple things in Colossians 3 and 4 that God uses to confirm things. He'll use his word as you're reading it to confirm things. He'll use prayer as you're praying and give you a peace about things that are of him. He'll use good counsel. He'll use open doors and resources. He'll use authorities in your life. You know, all of these things are the way the Lord will speak to us through his Holy Spirit. And if God is in it, You will see him continue to confirm the desire. You'll see him open the doors of opportunity, and there will be a sense of rightness about the timing. And so Mm. sometimes they'll go pray about things and they'll realize, you know, this is just my little personal dream. This is not the will of God. Mm. You know, Ron Dunn used to say it this way. If you have a desire that's a good desire and you have an opportunity that opens before you, move forward by faith, but at the same time, pray for Balaam's donkey. You know, pray for God to stop you and block you and shut it down if he's not in it. I love that. I, I think me personally, I come up with so many ideas that I can get infatuated with that I don't often take the time to incubate it the way you're suggesting and just say, you know, let's let's take a good idea and let's make it a God idea. Absolutely. Well, and I've seen that when we chase just a good idea, a lot of times we'll spend a lot of time and energy working on something. And then you find out later on, you know, there's not a lot of fruit left over that was, that really made that worth it. And I ended up sacrificing my family or 
time with the Lord or other priorities to chase my little dream. And we've had that happen before. Yeah. So is there a God idea in your future here? I mean, I'm sure there is, but is there one that you're working on a current project that you can share? Sure. There's multiple things. One, we feel called to invest in the next generation of Christian filmmakers. So we are developing some opportunities, some some resources, and some people around us to help us move towards a way for us to write curriculums or do training for for future filmmakers. And that's one thing that God just keeps confirming mm. with us. That's on on the discipleship side. Secondly, we are praying over three ideas right now that that we're wondering which one is of a Lord for next year to possibly go into production. And so whether it be the summer or the fall of next year, we, we have a television show idea. We have kind of a biblical epic you know, period piece idea. Okay. And then we have a modern day kind of inspirational story idea that would be it wouldn't be facing the giants, but it would be, you know, kind of like that where you're, you're teaching faith elements, but you're using some sporting yep. you know, analogies. And mm-hmm. so we don't know which one the Lord wants us to do. And so we're spending months praying and and we've just learned to be patient. God's timing is perfect. You keep being faithful with what he's put in front of you. And when he says, all right, Moses, you know, go lead him out of, his, <laughs> out of Egypt, you know, then, then you do it. Oh, that's great. I think that uh, those are terrific ideas that you have, and I can see why, in, in just in practical terms, you need to incubate and let God help you decide that, because there's just not enough in a lifetime to do everything you might think about, right? That's exactly right. Uh, Stephen, thanks for being on the show. Now, there's going to be some people here that are listening to this episode, and they're going to they're wonder, how can I get a hold of you to get more information about this movie production thing that you're talking about? Because I might want to be a part of that. Or maybe just to stay in touch with you guys and what you're doing and to hear about your next God idea that might be coming out. How do they do sure. that? Two ways. First, our website, kendrickbrothers.com, has information about things we're working on. There's frequently asked questions on there. When we are working on a production in the past, we put applications on there for people that either want to contact an acting agent that might want to audition for one of our films or to work on the crew. Secondly, our Facebook page, which is Kendrick Brothers on Facebook, is a way that we're communicating. Here's what we're working on. Here's how you can pray for us. You know, here's what's going on with us. And so those are the those are the main two things. But I would just ask people when you think about us or our films, please pray for the Lord to, to lead, to bless, to confirm what's of him. It is our desire to impact as many people around the world for God's kingdom with his truth as we can while we're still alive and to hopefully create some momentum and discipleship so that future Christian filmmakers will, will use this incredible tool that we have of filmmaking to honor the Lord as well and not just try to impress people with their filmmaking ability, which is a a very empty goal in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. This has been a great conversation. I know we could go on and on. I I certainly would love to do that, but for the sake of our listeners here that who also probably want to hear more, but we know we got to let you go. But Stephen, thank you so much for spending the time today with me and with our listeners and letting us know the inside of what's going on with Kendrick brothers and also your own insights into this journey I pray that God would give you continual, bold, and great ideas that are his, and we'll be praying about those three opportunities for next year, as well as the training that you're planning for movie production. That's just terrific. Thanks for being with us again. Absolutely. God bless. Take care. Take care. All right, Armin, that was Stephen. 
Kendrick. <laughs> what a guy. I, I love listening to that. Yeah. There's some good good chunks in there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I really enjoyed hearing the story of how their church just decided, okay, well, we're going to get into the film business. Right. I mean, it wasn't like we're going to create a mega blockbuster movie overnight. That's the part that I think was kind of cool. Right. But his pastor, Michael Catt, he describes as a maverick. Maverick, you know? yeah. And if you want a bold idea, I think maybe you got to be a little bit maverick. That's right. You know, you've got to be able to... Or to, mad. Or, or <laughs> mad or whatever. But, you know, he basically said, you know, what would it take for you to do something great for God? Yeah. That, that in itself is such a bold question. Isn't it, though? I mean, if, if, you know, one of the takeaways I have here is that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't, hadn't asked that question. Right. And can you imagine the people that you're around every day that if you maybe just ask them that question, you know, what, what would it take for you to do something bold for God? Mm. How might that stir their imagination in a way that maybe they wouldn't have thought of? Right. Or even change the way that they process yeah, or mentally think through what it is that they're here for or what it is that they want to do. Yeah. What, what were some of the takeaways you had from our conversation? Well, you pointed it out offline <laughs> when he made the checklist and said, here's what we needed to be able to do to actually do this. And they didn't check any of those boxes. <laughs> out. Right. First of all, that's hilarious. Yeah. Second of all, it's one thing to just say we weren't qualified to do it, but when they actually break it down line item by line item and you know, they didn't know how to do anything any of yeah, that. No, nope, we ain't got that. We don't have that. Right. <laughs> but they knew the idea was a God idea and they knew that they were supposed to do it. And then the fact that they went out and just did it, that to me was just inspirational because you're hearing how an idea that comes from God was put into place. And it takes this statement that gets put out into Christian spheres all the time, right? Where they say, uh, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Mm -hmm. You just watch that get lived out mm -hmm. and you get to see the fruit of that. And you get to see that fruit of that, not just based on a church, right? It's not just the church fed off of it. You have watched the entire nation, if not other countries as well, feed off of it because I've seen it firsthand change a community where my family lives or my wife's family lives. I mean, war room is a big deal. Every small group has studied it that I've seen in these different <laughs> churches, right? I'm watching homes build prayer rooms or war rooms wow. or prayer corners in their homes. Yeah. It's a thing that didn't exist, you know? They're changing culture. It's an amazing thing. And to think it just came with an idea that Alex had about washing feet and eating ice cream. You right? know? <laughs> Stephen's like, well, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. You know? <laughs> totally. And then they incubated over, you know, I think a year or so, he mm -hmm. said that they're incubating this idea over a period of time. You know, I mean, I love the word picture he used to describe all this. He said, we all just jumped off the cliff and built wings on the way down. <laughs> like, that's awesome. I you know, that's that. that's really that, that takes a lot of trust to be yeah. able to do that and to say, you know, we're 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 going to figure this out, even though we don't have all the tools, we don't have the boxes checked. Yeah, there's so much that. But he talked so much so frequently about confirmation. Did you get that? Did that right. come out for you? Yeah, yeah. Just this whole idea that 
if if it's a bold idea, you can incubate it, and God will continue to come back and confirm it, and confirm it, and reconfirm it, mm-hmm, multiple and reconfirm ways. it, right? And then, he, and I like he said the same thing in a different way, where he said, God, "I'm trying to remember how he said it, but he said something along the lines of, God can place tracks in front of a moving mm-hmm. train, even if you can't." Right, right, and. And it's so funny from an entrepreneurial spec perspective, you're always the one trying to figure out how do I lay, lay the tracks, yes. but him taking that and saying, yes. look, there's a difference between you chasing your own idea because then you end up being the one that basically has to lay the own, your own tracks or you could pursue the God idea and let him lay the tracks yeah. in front of your moving train. Exactly. He said, pray for God to stop you and block you if he's not in it, Oof, which I is like, that. how often do we do that? You know, we usually pray for something. Mm-hmm. We don't pray for God to resist something right. that he's not in. We yeah. usually ask God to, to support something we're in. Right. And I just love that perspective. I love the way in which they approach that and how they incubate their ideas over right. time. And we don't, take time for that you know we we want things now we want to hurry up and and get we get frustrated when we don't feel like god is blessing us you know and maybe what he's trying to do is is mature us right and and bring us along or redirect us right you know i loved i loved the the stories that he had and the illustration for me because my takeaway from this is that whole line he said if god is in it you'll see it continue to be confirmed mm-hmm. and there are many times you know in the pursuits that i've had where i like you know w- w- what's the challenge here why is this always challenging and i just need to step back and say you know i i'm asking the wrong question i'm asking i'm not asking if god's in it mm. and i have to start there right you know and that's that's a big takeaway for me from this conversation yeah the fact that they are so patient about ideas that they have and the fact that they open it up for God to move it forward or kill it. I I know in theory that sounds like I would do that. But then I process how many ideas I haven't done that with. Yes. And I know I'm full of crap. <laughs> right? right? But there's something inspirational about listening to them and you hear their process and it's not they're not preaching a message. They're just telling you what they did and why it worked. Compare all the ideas that I've pursued that nothing happened out of them. And I listen to them and figure out what they did. And at the end of the day, I, I act so fast because I think I don't want to waste time. Right. The fear of missing out, right? That's yep. a millennial thing. FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> but if I compare the two, the reality. YOLO FOMO? Is yeah, that how that works? <laughs> exactly, right? But the reality of the situation is I've probably wasted more time taking immediate action and not waiting for God, not incubating it. Mm-hmm. And I've, and I, and yes. I can listen to their story and see how much more they've accomplished in a shorter amount of time than if they would have just randomly pursued all these random ideas. Even, as soon as they were convinced, this is the God idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. And the other, the other piece that was a takeaway for me here is, you know, he said, start small and believe in big ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes we want to have the big idea start big, right? You know, as opposed to you know, as he as he put it, you know, just just keep adding two more pounds on the bar and go from there. Yeah, you know, and that's this whole patience and incubation and reconfirmation thing that right. I think just is, you know, there's no doubt that they bathe their projects in prayer. 
Absolutely. And that's the high bar challenge for me. Right. Do I similarly bathe my projects in prayer in the same way? Right. But that's the challenge. Yeah, don't I, I still remember, which is ironic because he used the line that Pastor Peter Haas has used on me, and it's something that's just stuck with me for years now. And it was something that he said, don't despise the days of small beginnings, mm. right? And I, and I remember, and Pastor Peter said it to me in a different variation, same thing. But I, I know as a millennial, one of the things, once I get something on my mind or on my heart, I, I, I can see the end of it. I can see the beginning of it, but I kind of want to build the bridge from the beginning into end and try to skip over the middle of it. Not realizing the small beginnings is what creates that outcome. That if you skip all these middle parts of it, you're just not prepared, right? Yeah. If, if they didn't, if they didn't do a really small movie in the beginning, there's no way they could have handled a multi-million dollar project. Right. 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 And, and I asked him if he if he had that in mind from the beginning, and they were like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, so you know, just be faithful to what is in front of you is right. is another good takeaway. All right, that's our dialogue on on our dialogue. <laughs> but we'd love to hear your thoughts on steven's comments and you can do that at our show notes for this episode it's at boldideapodcast.com forward slash two the numeral two and that'll be the quick path right to where those show notes are kept and you can comment right there or follow us on social media at bold idea podcast on facebook twitter Google Plus, LinkedIn, and and let us know what you think. Now, we have a giveaway. Armin, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so um, Lifeway has given us a few copies of Stephen and Alex Kendrick's book, The Battle Plan for Prayer, From Basic Training to Targeted Strategies, which is a phenomenon up north in my family. Everyone uses it. Everyone loves it. And it has changed the prayer culture up there. And it's inspired by the movie War Room. So if you guys want this, we're happy to give it to you, but here's the process of getting it. One, leave us a review on iTunes, and you can do that really easily by just going to boldideapodcast.com forward slash review, and give us a shout out on social media, whether you use Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Google Plus because you don't like people to see you. (laughs) Just use whatever social media you like, and we'll send you a copy of his book while supplies last. So there is a limited supply. So if be the first and you'll get it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, again, we'd love for you to help us get the word out about this show. Your review on iTunes really helps. And uh, we are in the early stages here. We want to spread the word quickly. So tell your friends about the bold idea podcast and direct them to boldideapodcast.com. And thank you again for being a part of this episode. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Bold Idea Podcast. To get our show notes sent to your inbox, visit boldideapodcast.com.